like a content warning? Yeah, this is like a, I guess a little content warning, a little trigger warning. We are going to be talking about smoking um, and drinking. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear about all that, because we are talking about our own like personal experiences with it in a positive light. So yeah. like, yeah, uh, skip ahead to 15 minutes if you don't want to hear us talking about that. Yeah, and then it's some other stuff after that, but uh, the smoking itself kind of wraps up around 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. You got yourself a nasty little habit, Jenny West. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, it's always been the joke where I was like, what am I going to do? I guess I'm just going to take up smoking. Like, haha, I'm just going to take up smoking. <laughs> okay, funny. Um, it's just like really risky for me to do because both my parents are smokers. Mm. Some of my other family members are smokers as well. And I was like, I'm the only one in my family who doesn't smoke. Oh, my God. I'm so great. Um, yeah, you and I'm like, I'm never going to get addicted. And I don't think mm-hmm. I am. I just like to smoke cigars a lot. Okay. Cigars. cigars. It's like a recreational thing, you yes. know? But I have a feeling that it's a gateway into actually smoking. So I'm like, okay, I got to watch this. It doesn't have to be at all. I've been smoking cigars since I was like 16 years old. You know that? I would, okay, big tough guy over I here. I know. Okay. Were you drinking whiskey with those cigars? No, no, no. I was You're afraid putting them of out alcohol. I was afraid of alcohol. I was afraid of drugs. I, I didn't oh. want to smoke a weed. Yeah. So I would puff on cigars and uh, at so parties. Cool. And yeah, I really liked it a lot. I know. So, so however, that was many years ago now. And I still, yeah. it's a very, very casual habit. But you have taken to it in a really, in a way, like you smoke way more cigars than I do these days. Yeah, I smoke them like once a week, maybe wow. once every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner, I also got in trouble for saying partner the other day, not from him, but from, from Dylan. He was like, oh, this morning, he's like, you say partner? Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. What does he say? Girlfriend? Girlfriend. And I was like, that sounds young. Yeah, dude, you're in your 40s. You're I know. Girlfriend. It's like my girlfriend. I was like, I don't know. I call him my partner. Yeah. But partner- then everyone's like, Are, is it a girl? Or is it a boy? I don't know. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's my matter. person that I'm with. Exactly. Let's, we'll circle back around to cigars here, but I'm okay. 100% in in, uh, in for partner, okay? Okay. So Girlfriend, boyfriend is like, yeah, we just started seeing each other. We don't really even like each other. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. or, or we're in high school. Or maybe in the young 20... Look it. Yes, it is more juvenile to say boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. And that's fine. If that's what you like, go for it. But partner is also completely acceptable. Yeah, he says it's more of like a... Like a... Like a... Like a partnership. Like it's, it loses the romance, he was saying. It doesn't seem like there's a romantic involvement. It just is like, we are partners because we've been together for so long and that's it. We have no love. It's just who we are and we're doing it together. Uh-huh. We've decided that this is what we're doing kind right. of thing. Yes. Um, but I don't see it that way. I see it as like, I'm committed to this person yeah. and they they are helping me in my life and we are doing it together. We're doing life together right now. Yeah, I agree. I think partner is really great. I preferred partner over fiance when I was engaged. I hate my person. My person is gross. Icky dicky. <laughs> so, yeah, partner's just like, and I feel like partner got like really shoved into the, you know, like, is it a boy, is it a girl? It got shoved over for like non-traditional relationships. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to be a gay guy and say my boyfriend or that would be feel weird or Why? same with my yeah. girlfriend for women. And so they kind of, you know, went to partner before anyone else. Yeah. And so I feel like for us heteronormies over here yeah. to also embrace partner kind of normalizes it in a nice way that we're all just equal and all doing partner. I hope it's that way. And please correct me if it's not that way. And yeah. I'll, you know, I'll stop using that term because I don't want to be like, take, yeah, if I'm like just taking it away and appropriating you know, exactly. Gay so culture, yep. let me know. I just, I personally like the term partner. I think it's like a nice, like committed term that like is more than a boyfriend, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it just seems adult to me. I completely agree. And do I have to imply romance in every single time that I speak about the person? Okay, everyone, just assume it's my fuck partner. Yeah, we're not fucking all the time. We do once in a while, you know. Of course. A, a healthy amount, I yes. think. I think we're, we have a fine life that is sexual. But, okay. But most of the time we're just partners and we're hanging out a lot and helping uh, each other out. And it's nice. That's right. Do I have to, it's like if we haven't done it in a while, but we're playing a lot of Mario <laughs> yeah. Kart. Do I have to call it my Mario Kartner? Kart- <laughs> yeah. My Mario Kart. Yeah. Okay. We're doing a lot of puzzles. Do I call him? My puzzler? 
partner, 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 partner. Okay. So, yeah. uh, my BFF, my best friend forever. You know, our sexual relationship comes in waves. Whatever. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm not going to use the word comes in waves anymore. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay, so um, it's implied. Okay, sex partner. What is my my biological if was, mate? If he was just my sex partner, I'd say he's my fuck partner. Yes. Okay, I'd say that to you, Grandma. Yeah, Grandma. I want you to meet my fuck Fu- partner. Don't expect him to be here next Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's a fuck partner for right now. For right now, but he's not my partner. We don't help each other out in any other way other than sex. We don't play Mario Kart together, Grandma. Absolutely not. We would never do a puzzle together. That was the other one I introduced we'll to you. That's right. Dead. Doing that, Graham. So anyway, cigars. So, so cigars. He, had, he, smar- he smokes like vape or Your whatever. Partner. Yeah, my partner. He he does a smoke once in a while, not cigarettes, but so he's more of a smoker than I am. Mm-hmm. And so he does it quite m- more often than I have, and I'm enabling it by buying him cigars for presents because I think it's a lovely gift. Oh, is it ever? And I got him a humidor for Christmas to store the cigars, so he's like, I got to fill it now. Yeah. And it's partly for me, too. I'm like, oh, I want some more cigars. I just smoke all of his. There's so, oh my, but I, I gift them to him, so I think it's okay. A cigar really is a great gift, and a humidor like that, wow, that is a kingly gift for Christmas. I'm it's proud of you. It's a nice gift, I thought. So nice. Because you wouldn't even want to spend that much on something for yourself, right? I would never go out and be like, I need a humidor. Yeah. No. At that point, you have a bit of a problem. So, do you find, because I've I've heard from older people that, like, it can can become an addiction, especially, like, you got to be careful. If you're smoking a stick a week, that can become something that you got to get an eye on. And I never felt like, because, you know, as I got older, if I would booze it up, on a Friday, I'd be feeling it still on Monday. Yeah. I would feel like a big part of the reason why I don't drink so much anymore or like cut it off after a couple of cocktails is, well, number one, the horrible behavior. But number <laughs> two, the um, the just, I feel like a pile of shit yeah. the next day, especially. Uh, with cigars, I don't feel like that. But do you feel like even with the cigar, it doesn't go in your lungs, it's just in your mouth. Do you feel like it does kind of affect your health or your, how you feel? It does, oh, really. Oh, yeah. The next morning after smoking a hefty cigar, yeah. my mouth is so dry. I, like, feel almost congested. Mm. And, like, my mouth can hurt because, oh. like, when it gets closer to the end, yeah. like, it kind of gets spicy on the lips a little bit. Yeah. So my lips have been dry. So I think, yeah, it's doing something. It's bad. It's not good. Okay. Oh, God, it's bad. Right. But it's so nice to just, what I've been doing lately, because mm. I'm not going to the bars or anything. I'm still in my 20s, you know? I got to yeah. live my life a bit. I know. So I'm going for walks with a beer in my hand, yep. which is like illegal, and then with a <laughs> cigar. <laughs> Don't do anything I'm doing. making bad choices, mm-hmm. but like, it's what I need right now. Sure. Go for a walk with a beer in my hand, a cigar, and I mean, the other night, we were just walking around Fernwood. It was really nice. It felt a little risky. Like, I felt like a bad girl, oh boy, which yeah. I don't get that feeling very often, and I need it. Yeah. And um, and then uh, we stopped and watched the car wash. You know those touchless car washes? Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I've never actually seen one of those in action. They've There's, got a great one on 4th Street. Yeah. For any listener who, for some reason, listens to our podcast outside of Victoria, this is going to get hyper-local, but I know exactly what you're talking about, the mm-hmm. shell in Fernwood. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. And yeah. there's like a big, you can see in from the outside. And so you went and had a little super low budget show. Yeah. <laughs> wash car wash. We stood there the entire car wash. They have lights that go on mm-hmm. and the the soap is colorful. Yes. It's got all kinds of colors there. So we sat and watched it and the poor woman who was sitting in the car was like, you guys really watch me do this? Yeah. Like you're really just staring at me this uh-huh. whole entire thing. She didn't say that, but I'm just assuming that's what she was thinking. Maybe you were making her nervous. Yeah, I would be nervous. What is doing there? Yeah, <laughs> we're just like smoking a cigar. We were right outside? Ca- yeah, we had, two, we had <laughs> a cigar, two tall cans, and we're just laughing. And there was a taxi driver there who was also parked right near us, and he was doing the same thing. Like, he was just like just waiting for a next call, watching the car wash. Yeah, right. That's what people are doing these days. That's <sighs> where the party's at. You know, we're we're looking down the barrel of I, we're gonna have to celebrate the anniversary of this pandemic. I had that oh, thought God. the other day. Okay, oh so fuck. truly, uh, a tall can in a paper bag, wandering around smoking a stogie. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah. You gotta take care of yourself if that's what makes you feel good. <laughs> so I just sad. I have to support it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, How about you? I I just love 
well, yeah. If I I like smoking a cigar outside as well, and when I'm out for walks, if I can smell I can smell a cigar within like a block. I can smell someone smoking. Oh as yeah, well, and I just love smelling it so much. So that's wonderful. But have you ever? Because I know this is like the new world we're living in. Have you ever smoked a cigar inside? No, but I've been thinking about it. Okay. Have you? I mean, yes, I have. Where? A few different places. Um, I. When I was a really not a very good teenager, my parents would go away. I would smoke cigars in the house, mm-hmm. and I would have, like, big poker games with all my buddies oh, over, and we nice. would all smoke and just, like, let the smoke linger in the house. Yeah, very yeah. bad for the house. But, okay, so, and, you know, it, like, before, when I was, like, your age and younger even, I would go to parties and... People would be like, smoke inside. We don't give a shit. Wow. Smoke your weed. Smoke a cigar. It's my mom's house. I don't care about her. Right. Or like, Fuck you, mom. <laughs> we're renting some piece of shit. There's like 12 of us living in four bedrooms in East Van. Yeah. This is where I used to party, right? Yeah. Smoke them if you got them. Who gives a shit? And so between that, smoking inside is a whole nother level because for me, it was all about very similar to laser tag. Mm. The more, the thicker you can see the laser beam shoot out of your gun the more enjoyable laser tag is to me. Sometimes mm. it's very like a very faint laser yeah. or you can't really see it at all. You mm. see like the dot hit where wherever, but sometimes there's enough like, you know, some of that fake fog in the laser tag place. Yeah. You really see a nice thick oh, beam shooting out of your gum. That's really satisfying. I haven't played laser tag in a while, but I remember it. Similar with smoking cigars, when you can see the smoke thickly, like, pouring out of your mouth, yeah. that, to me, is a very satisfying oh. look, feeling, and everything. It's, a, like, yeah. a part of the experience I really enjoy. Like, we just, like, let it kind of, you know, poof it all out, and it gets all dissipated. But when you let it seep out of your mouth, this thick curls of cigar smoke, yeah. that is so beautiful to me. And when you're inside and there's no wind. Oh, Wow. You can really enjoy the smoke coming out of you. Yeah. See, I, I, um, in my town, in my town, uh, Port Moody, well, uh, it's a surrounding town. There was a lot of hookah lounges. So Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of my time as a teenager at hookah lounges. Right. And they didn't really ID a whole lot. So I did like a lot of high school in hookah lounges, which was sweet, but it was inside as well. And yeah, I really just liked the smoke. Like I thought it was just fun. And what we would do is, you can get milk in the hookah container instead of, um, like, water. You can also do juice. But we did milk, and it would just, like, make it so, like, the smoke was just so much fuller. Yeah. you get bubbles. Like, they also had bubbles there, so you could do, like, bubbles, and <laughs> you could see the smoke pop and everything like that, and it was wonderful. Oh, but I have this one room in my house, and I'm like, oh, this would be a good cigar-smoking room. Oh, I wish I could just open it up to make it like a little sun deck or something mm. like that. Oh, I would love it, but I'm not going to get go that far with it. No? I have, I'm tempted, but I'm not going to. Wow. I'm not. I have control right now. Okay, well, good for you. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, that's why I have to if, suggest to you now, if you like smoke. Oh, by the way, we should put a timestamp in this. If people who don't smoke cigars oh, or smoke at all, yeah. they can skip through this. Okay, we should, like, at the beginning yeah. do that. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah I'll do that. Okay. But, um, so, so, but if you ever go to a town where they have, like, a smoking lounge, like, one of the greatest days of my life was when I was in Chicago with my buddies. We went to this amazing place where they sold a ton of amazing cigars, Pipes, pipe tobacco, all kind of paraphernalia. Mm. And then they had this gorgeous room mm. that was just big, comfortable leather chairs, beautiful green giant ashtrays. Wow. Smoke. Oh, all wow. you want. And wow. we just sat to sit inside and smoke. Is it like, look at, don't get me wrong. And I hope this entire, what are we at now? 15 minutes of talking about smoking? Mm. This is not an endorsement of taking up a smoke habit no. at all. No. But, <laughs> and I would never touch a cigarette. By the way, I well, have touched a cigarette. One time someone well, gave me a cigarette back in high school and I like took a puff of it and I was like, this is what you're all fucking addicted to? This is what to? we're all into? Yeah, This no. is horrific and terrible. I don't know how people get into that. To look cool at first and then they get the hooks in them and then they're addicted? Yeah. yeah. Awful. But cigar I mean, smoking. Yeah, yeah. I, I now smoke a pipe, as you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, very, very uh, casually as well. It is a wonderful experience and ritual mm-hmm. to sit down and pack your pipe and, you know, just you have to be quiet for a bit. You can't be looking at your phone. You can't yeah. worry. Look at this. 
all this time we've been talking about smoking right now, this is the true metaphor of it all. We haven't spilled a single word about Twitter bans oh and God, impeachment yeah. and all the other horrible shit that's going on in the world. You just can disconnect and be with your own thoughts, your own place, where you are in the world. It's very meditative and lovely. Yeah, I mean, I do like that. And um, yeah, same with me, not into cigarettes at all. I've tried it and I was like, this is not for me. I like I like it being recreational and I like mm. it being, like you said, kind of a ritual mm. and something that like is special. I don't want it to be an everyday thing. I don't want to rely on it and I'm I'm going to be really careful about that. But like, yeah, it is. It is nice. It's like a beer for me. It's like I really love a good beer and I don't want to drink a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I don't like drinking a lot. I like just like having a beer. I think beer is wonderful. One of the, I uh, yeah, I can't, I can't agree with you more on that. But one of the things that you know, as Facebook becomes more and more irrelevant every day, I find mm-hmm. one thing that I will always drop a big heart on is um, people who are sharing their sobriety. Yes, I, I really oh think gosh. you know, as we talk about all of this stuff, like whether it's smoking of any kind or alcohol or whatever, I just think that it's really important to like not let these things get their hooks into you. These mm-hmm. addictions. They can really be life ruiners, and so I'm I'm always so supportive of anyone who has decided to give up any kind of ice. Yeah, uh, who decides to limit their intake of this shit. Like I said, I did, like so I've really impressive. scaled back. I am not a healthy person, but I am so glad that I'm not taking a like, you know, few beers a night or regular drunkenness mm-hmm. into my now late 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I kind of left that behind, that I enjoy and appreciate a cocktail for sure, but that dr- being drunk on the regular is not a thing yeah. for me. Like, I go months at a time without being drunk, you know, plenty of weekends without booze, and I think that's so, – I'm just so glad I've done that for my own health. Well, it's it, – and you're lucky, right? Because a lot of people don't have that. Like, they don't mm-hmm. have that, like – that limit Mm, right and mm -hmm. it's like you have one and that's it you know and your brain can't turn off and it's like it's really a disease so it's like you're lucky you're very very lucky that that is the case for you and you you can control that because for a lot of people that's not the case but yeah i've noticed that like since the pandemic i know a lot of people have been struggling with alcoholism and Mm. and other yeah like you said vices and it's been beautiful seeing the amount of people who have been able to kind of live a sober life and like Mm. share that i think it's yeah totally been nice and a lot of my a few of my friends too that have taken that route and I'm like that's huge like that's massive that's such a huge shift yeah in your everyday life and there's such like a big routine change when we've already been like shuffled up so much with mm-hmm. our routine so mm-hmm. yeah congrats to you if you are taking that route totally and so I don't know what it is really to to really deal with those addictions. I have other addictions, things in my life that I feel like I am addicted to and that I should work on. And, I, you know, I should take my own advice and, like, reach out for help with it. Mm. And um, and that's, a, that's the lesson, too, is that if you do feel like, yeah, it's something you can't control or you're you're struggling with and you'd like to get a handle on, mm. there's help out there. You know, reach out. You know what I had a thought, though? Mm. I was like, oh, I'd like to do some counseling recently. Yeah. I was like, I want to sit down and do a counsel session. I think about that a lot too lately. Yeah, yeah. and I'd like to get my partner involved and uh, but or just, you know, myself even do the little talking. And I thought about what that experience is and how nice it is to go sit in the office and the couch and you look across and the, oh wait, shit, can't do that right now. Yeah, I mean, I you do- might be able to depending on the place with the masks <sighs> and everything cuz you yeah. can go get like a massage, right? Yes, you can. With the mask on. So, I mean, it could be possible. So do you think you could do a little counseling like that? Yeah. I think okay. there are in person. I've been hearing a lot of people going for walks with their counselor. Really? Yeah. They do like coffee walks. No kidding. Outside. And you wear a mask and you just go for a walk. But some people just like to have video chat. Some people just like a straight up phone call. Right. I think I would like a coffee walk. I think I would like that a lot because, yeah, the idea of a virtual or Zoom mm-hmm. counseling session to me, I just, oh, my God, I hated it immediately. But yeah, if we I get so coffee, nervous on yeah. Zooms. I'm not used to them. I don't do them as much as everyone else. And I'm like, I'm nervous. Oh. I feel yeah. like I would be out of the headspace. Yeah. And I'd be like, how do like I look? How's my hair? Right yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas a coffee walk, oh, my God. Yeah, right? Okay, these supports do exist. Everyone take advantage. Yes. Uh, Can we advocate, please, a little bit? Hello. Um, also, yeah, Canadian Mental Health Association, they did like a little 
um, seminar with us at work, and it was really nice. It was over Zoom. I was very nervous about it. They <laughs> called me out in the middle of the um, <laughs> in the middle of the um, seminar because I kept on turning on and off my mute button because other people were doing the same, like for their time to talk. Right. Because it was like a free for all, right? At one point. And I was like turning it on and then I would turn it off because someone else would start talking and then I'd turn it on and then turn it off again and I was just sitting there and I was like, I'll just not do it. And then he called on me after and he's like, Jenny, I see you unmuting your microphone. Um, please don't feel pressure, but if you want to talk. And I was like, okay, yeah, I want to talk. <laughs> see, the unmuting of them, that's kind of a nice thing amazing? actually. Yeah, I thought like, I was so impressed that yeah. he was that like... Yeah, he paid that much attention to detail, and he's re- yeah, he was really good at his job. But they have a lot of great resources online, mm. and you can do all these tests to see like what kind of resources would be best for you on the Canadian Health or Mental Health Association website. That's so, good. Good place to start. Yeah, really good. Oh, I'm sorry I missed that meeting. Um, well, There'll be more, I'm sure. Thank you so much for listening. Please enjoy the remainder of this week's pod, and uh, yeah, take care of yourself out there. Mm-hmm. There's a new online calculator that will give you an estimate time of when you are going to get your COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, okay. And so I used it and it says that I'm ovulating now, but that the best time for fertilization is not for another week and a half. Does that sound right to you? I mean, that probably sounds right, but I think you're using the wrong app, my dude. No, my one. I think that's the flow app for your, your, your menstruation. Flow the vaccine into me. Yes, got it. The only thing that'll be going in you at this point is a tampon, bud. Oh boy, looks like I've AstraZeneca done it again. <laughs> Stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a nice royalty-free music for you. <laughs> that royalty-free sample music that oh, you yeah. hear can Good only mean stuff. one thing. It's our fruit safari time. Oh, yeah. Um, This is where we try a fruit we've never tried before. It's really riveting stuff. Um, Maybe this gives you, you know, the the courage to go try something new at the grocery store. Uh, We've decided that we're going to scale this back to once a week because we don't want to be consumed our entire radio show with fruit. But Art had already uh, purchased this today's fruit, so we want to give it a whirl. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so today it is a star fruit that we're going to try. And uh, star fruits, well, they are a rich source of dietary fibers oh. like vitamin C, B2, B6, B9, and minerals such as phosphorus, potassium, zinc, and iron. Okay, I'm concerned here because I'm, I'm carving this thing like he told me to. So apparently right. you gotta, like chop the ends off and then you have to... Uh, slice down the points of the star, okay? Oh, okay, and then cut it into like slices, segments. Yeah. So I'm doing that. Seems like it's going okay, but now I'm hitting like seeds and stuff. What's that about? Uh, I guess it's a fruit, so there's seeds. Are they okay to eat though? I don't. I would avoid those? the seeds. Uh, it's probably not tasty. You know how seeds go. All right. But uh, yeah, the color is very green. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of like a grape on the inside. Yeah. Art, yeah. Oh, Art is joining us here. Here, Art, Art. Buddy, are we supposed to eat these seeds or no? Oh, great question. Uh, I don't think there are <laughs> supposed to be any seeds in it. <laughs> I honestly. Of course it has seeds. Well, there are. Well, I Googled it. I was like, how do you cut off a uh, star fruit? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was nothing about seeds. No. Oh. Who put those seeds in there? Yeah, how did it? Okay. I'm yeah. just going to nibble from the outside. I just want to eat it. Come on, Paul, get to okay, it. Okay, okay, well. Stop. Does this look for, oh, I'm just taking the seed out for you. Okay, all right. There, I mean, like, this, <laughs> getting the seeds out can't be part of this because it seems like a real operation that I'm doing here is, like, carving deep into okay. these slices. We'll and be getting, back right. in 10 minutes when no, all this no, okay, okay, here, done. Take, take your Thank you so much. Okay. okay. Right, there might be a seed in this still, so be okay. careful. Okay, thank you. All right, let's get into here. No, I don't like that. I don't think it's ripe. That's sour. Yeah, it's it that's smells good. like a pumpkin off a hop when I was carving into it, so that's weird. I don't think that's... It has no taste. I don't think... For me. It's I sour. Really... That is the weirdest thing. I've never... What is this flavor? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm puckering. It's sour like, like a tart? lemon. It's tart. I think yeah. it's tart because it's not ready for us to be eating it. Yeah, did you get us a non-ripe star fruit? Are you you don't gra- know how to check its ripeness? No, I have no idea. Okay. No clue. <laughs> They're supposed to be bright yellow in color, so I oh, think... Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, All really? right, well... Well, then why are they for sale? <laughs> Should we put this in the fridge for another few days? Art's worthless review. Is it Art's fault? That's the question. 
<laughs> okay, well, join us Friday. We decided now we're just going to do this once a week on Fridays. Yeah. Fruit Fridays, we're calling it. We'll Something. get better music. We'll get better, more ripe fruits. Apologies. Join us for another fruit safari. And uh, But you know what? Even with a ripening, I don't think I would still recommend a star fruit. No. Sorry, guys. Eat an apple. Yeah, and but we're getting a lot of conflicting messages here on the Zone Phone text message line. Megan is saying, because we were like, oh, it's all sour. It's all sour. Mm-hmm. She said, that's not right. It's definitely supposed to be sweet. Okay, so I'm thinking, yeah, it probably wasn't wipe, ripe enough. But then Kevin says, it is supposed to be sour. Slice it and eat it. And then Steve says, just eat it. Just go for it. Full okay. send. Well, this... I'm reading on a website now, it's supposed to be sweet and sour, so I don't know what to oh, believe, but I'm also seeing that it is supposed to be a lot more yellow than the one we <laughs> ate, so now <laughs> yeah. I'm going to scroll down to the risk <laughs> section of this article. Oh, boy. We ate an unripe star fruit, if that's bad for us, but I did love this message from Justin, who says, I'm the living collections manager at the Butterfly Gardens, and we grow a lot of different types of fruit, cool. and they have a massive star fruit that produces loads of fruit every summer. Oh. Cool. They look cool. Mm-hmm. They look cool. Segmented, sliced, where it's like star shaped. Yeah. They look cool, whole together, where they're like a long star. Yeah. I decorate my house in that. Absolutely. Sure. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being involved with our fruit safari. We're gonna do another one on Friday, right? That's the plan. Okay. The Kids Network Nickelodeon down in the States is now airing NFL games. And one fun thing they do is when there's a touchdown, they add digital slime cannons to the end zone. Oh, yeah. Over the middle, it's Thomas. Oh. He dances his way into the end zone. Oh, New Orleans is on the board first. There we go with the slime cannons. Hey, that is epic. And we love the slime cannons so much that we decided to incorporate it into our own show. Yeah, that's right. Just be listening for the secret word that's going to make the slime cannons go off. Okay, now on with the rest of the show. So anyway, mm-hmm. I kissed my grandfather in that rotunda. <gasps> The slime is all brown. It's supposed to be green and just like slime jelly, but it's brown and sticky. Yeah, I couldn't afford slime, so I just loaded them with maple syrup. Oh, God. I didn't think it was going to be this sticky. Everything's a mess. The soundboard. This entire rotunda is a mess. quick i just want to say off the hop there we just talked about the slime cannons the nickelodeon slime cannons Mm -hmm. that's a real thing if you don't believe us just go online look they aired nfl games over the weekend whenever there was a touchdown these slime cannons would go off in the end zone but they're digital they just like overlaid them to the tv screen right? right when i first saw it though i guess i was looking at it on a smaller screen i didn't realize i thought it was real Oh, they, yeah. did a pretty good job. I, I, well, by the headlines, I thought it was real. Right. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, that is obviously fake. It's not going on anyone. No one's yeah. actually getting slimed, which I was a little bit disappointed about. But I, I guess know. it would be hard to continue a game, you know, if you're slimed. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's going to be a real mess. <laughs> yeah. You get to change the uniforms. going to get stuck everywhere in their helmets and everything. That's a, oh, it's fake. But, uh, I mean, if the slime continued, I'd probably watch more sports. There's one way to get us to watch sports. It's slime for it is, sure. Absolutely. Not playoffs. <laughs> not Just, actual skill or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, there was this interesting uh, story out today that it is possible for bylaw officers to trap cats. Um, this is if there's a complaint about a cat going into someone's property and there's like constant complaints about, you know, cats peeing in people's gardens yeah. and pooping mm-hmm. on their vegetables and whatever. Um, they actually are legally allowed to put out traps on private property. This is kind of surprising yeah. to me, right? It's like, but I guess the law really is that if you don't want to have an animal on your property that belongs to someone else, you are within your right to, you know, not consent to that animal coming on your property. That's exactly what the bylaw states and says, yeah, it can be seized by animal control. So if you do have any outdoor cats, I mean, I personally love when I go for a walk and come across a cat that just wants to cuddle and some wants some scratches. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, be, be careful of your neighbors. Make sure that uh, they're all cool with your their, your cat going on their property. As much as I absolutely do not want to see traps go out and, you know, these poor animals who are just trying to live their life roaming around neighborhoods under duress, I have to ask outdoor cat owners. You don't have a litter box, right? Mm-hmm. That's the assumption. The cat goes outside. The cat poops outside. Where do you think it poops? And I'm sorry Ooh. to say that, like, vegetable gardens is poop place number one for an outdoor cat. Yeah. Poop on a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you earlier, uh, this uh, last past weekend, I got to go to Oak Bay Beach Hotel. Mm-hmm. Sat in the hot tubs by myself. You get to, like, sign up for it only 15 minutes at a time. Um, had a massage, obviously all masked up. Those mm-hmm. are just the restrictions. But, like, thank God we're allowed to do little stuff like that. It's making a big difference when you talk to people across the country, like Alberta, Lockdown. You can't mm-hmm. do any of this stuff like that. Ontario, Quebec, like it's really, really rough. And they're even dealing with curfews right now, too. Yeah. So in Quebec, you have to be indoors by 8 o'clock p.m. Okay. And if you think about that, I mean, there is going to be some exceptions for mm-hmm. people, you know, who have to walk their dog at night yeah. and things like that. But I think over the past week, it's been 750 different fines that have been given out because of the, the curfew. It's like if you're outside, that's it. You're fined. Yeah. Now, there is this one interesting case that's been getting a lot of attention. Okay. So this husband and wife, they decide to go for a walk with the leash. The leash wasn't on the dog, though. It was oh. on the husband. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, they got a $1,500 fine. Each. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the wife is like, what? What's the problem? I'm allowed to walk my dog. Why can't I walk my husband on a leash? I mean, could be that. Could be also maybe a little kink. Oh. Don't want to yuck anyone's yum, you know? Yeah. That that's could right. be the case in this scenario. Maybe they usually go for a 9 p.m. walk, the two of them. Mm. He's on the leash. She's going for a walk. Well, yeah, wow. I mean, person that's not allowed. Gosh, I just don't know how extra effective these curfews are when you're already locking things down. People can't even go for a walk, just the two of them. And no. now, especially when you put it like that, Jim, if we're, if we're yucking someone's yum. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the benefit analysis here. The Victoria Film Festival. Yeah, so that is returning this year, but instead of, you know, cozying up in a theater with buttery popcorn with Mm. your friends, it is going to be virtual this year, which we're so used to at this point. But I kind of like the idea of this. So you can get a ticket for all 50 films and 23 shorts for $79. So that's access to all of those incredible um, pieces or you can just get single tickets for $8 and you'll have access to whichever film you want to see and there's one specifically here uh, that is actually produced and filmed in Victoria which I really want to see it's called All in Madonna I'm okay massive props and shout outs to director Arnold Lamb who I've known and bumped into a bunch over the years in Victoria he's such a good and nice person and um, so he directed this and filmed it here in Victoria. Mm-hmm. It's about a biracial teenager named Madonna who learns some dark secrets about her father's past and grapples with the reality of who he is. Set in a small rural community called Blue Lake. Filmed entirely on Vancouver Island. That's so cool. And it's also kind of given me like murder mystery vibes yes. too in the pieces of the trailer that I have seen. So I definitely want to see that. It's so fun seeing pieces of Victoria on the screen, which we're used to also. Yeah. And just the idea of like building a fort with your household mates and like making your own buttery popcorn yep. and cozying up and having something to do at home. I think that's a great thing. It's a film festival. Ask yeah. each other what you're wearing. Um, These are pajamas. <laughs> yeah, have a red carpet. I got them for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough for me to even think about how different my life was back in the before mm-hmm. times. Because, you know, things have really settled in and I've made peace with a lot of the like you can't travel right now type of thing. And, you know, our, our close household and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Even like when we were in bubbles, it was like oh, I got to see some friends for Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. But the thing that always snaps me back to reality and how different my life used to be was live shows concerts movies i would go to a movie once a week and probably a live concert once once every couple of weeks yeah right absolutely and the thought now of being in a group of sweaty people (laughs) 
in a dark venue where everyone's drinking is kind of nightmare fuel. Yes. But it's something that I long for in, a, yes. in, in the same way, too. So, you know, the big question is, when will we ever be able to do that? When is, is there a timeline that we'll ever be able to get people together and watch live performances? So, interestingly, Dr. Fauci from down in the States is kind mm-hmm. of like their top guy there, uh, was at a virtual conference hosted by the Association of Performing Arts Professionals. And, cool. you know, they're just straight up asking, like, when can we do concerts again? Yeah. His best guess is that live performances like concerts and things will open up once a country achieves herd immunity. And his best guess timeline is sometime in the fall. Now, herd immunity, we're talking about people getting vaccinated. Right. Um, what is it? 71% of people have to get vaccinated. The population. Says, yeah, between 70 and 85% okay. of the population to achieve herd immunity. So we won't see that until at least the fall because here in uh, Canada, they're expecting everyone to be vaccinated by September. Right. So right. then maybe we might start talking about it at that point. But how would you want it to play out? Because the idea of going maskless right away and doing that, I feel like a lot of people won't be comfortable with that. And I don't know if it's a good idea. Well, that's what actually Fauci mentioned too. He was like, he expects face mask requirements to continue through mm. the autumn. So, yeah, you're likely your first few concerts that you go to, you're going to be wearing a mask. How do you feel about that? I I kind of feel good. Like, that kind of gives me some relief that everyone really? else would be wearing a mask. Um, and I also just know that I have a timeline now to, like, start thinking about what my concert mask is going to look like. <laughs> yes. You know, because yeah. I usually wear a leather jacket. So will I have a leather mask yeah. to go with it mm-hmm. with cool studs on it? Maybe the bands will be selling masks at the merch table that we could buy oh my god merch masks merch masks (laughs) yes absolutely i'm of two minds on the one hand i'm like standing in an already very sweaty crowded (laughs) show and just trying to dance or enjoy myself with a mask on i hate wearing it to the grocery store yeah wearing a show that sounds like a nightmare so i think it's fair if you think that on the other hand yeah you're right i'm so desperate to get out to support live music to see that to feel that experience again that i'll pick out my fanciest merch mask as well (laughs) yeah I'm just talking a little hot dog action and you know, if you've been to weddings where they have hot dogs show up and everything. Oh, yeah. You know what's so funny is like you can splurge for the fanciest food for your dinner mm-hmm. at the wedding as you possibly can spend money on and hardly anyone remembers it. They'll be like, oh yeah, I don't know, I think like I had a, a salmon. Or roast beef. Yeah, I can't Potatoes. Puree. But everyone will be like, oh my God, there was poutine at the end of the night. Yeah, we had a slice of pizza. That's all I wanted. Oh, it was like 10,000 McDonald's hamburgers showed up. <gasps> That's a good idea. Yeah, I've been to weddings like that, too. Oh, it's pretty sweet. It's a tower of burgers. Yeah. Absolutely. A great call. People love the midnight snack. All right. Well, now people don't have to really worry about that, do they? Oh, no, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> remember weddings, everyone? Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember oh. when things happened? Oh. It'll come back. 2022 is going to be such a booming year for weddings, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And 2021 is going to be a booming year for babies. Oh, yeah. Everyone I know is pregnant right now. Seriously. Well, what else are we doing in lockdown? That's true. California's Disneyland theme park is set to become a massive COVID-19 vaccination site this week. Wow. What a cool place to set up to get your vaccine. And we hope that you get to actually get the shot while you're riding the rides. We think it would sound a little something like this. Welcome to the haunted mansion. A good way to stay out of here would be to get the vaccine. Welcome to the Caribbean. The real treasure be increased immunity. It is a small world after all. And no, there isn't a small microchip in this vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's zip this doodah vaccine right in that arm. (laughs) Wow, that was a fun way to get a vaccine. Super fun. Now let's get snow cones. Yay! learned something very interesting over the holidays, Jen, that I wanted to share with you. You know how I yell and scream about different flavored Oreo cookies, and I'm just like, leave well enough alone. Why do I need carrot cake Oreo? Why am I have to look at that even? Right. S'mores Oreos. There's Marshmallow Moon Oreo. I don't know what that is. Maple Cream Oreo. Oh, that one actually sounds like Mint it could be okay. chocolate chip but Oreo. That yeah, sounds pretty good, too. The one Oreo flavor that I do like around Christmas is, I've told you this, when they like coat the Oreo in like a white creamy chocolatey thing all around oh that's insane the reason they make the different flavored oreos is so exactly this will happen that we will talk about it 
and then that puts Oreos in your brain. So if you just are walking down the cookie aisle and you're like, chocolate, chunky, cheesy, pumpkin floury, spicy. pumpkin, sp- Oreo, what the heck? I'll never have that. They're like, fine, good, don't do it. Because then your next thought is, I like original Oreo. Oh, here they are. I'll buy them. Yep. I That's- mean, it is the smartest marketing move. I feel like Starbucks does that. All huge corporations do right. that sort of thing. Yeah. That's what they find. They're like, we put out these like strawberry flavored Oreos. Mm. Nobody buys them. But right around when they launch them, sales of regular Oreos through the roof. Yeah. It's oh, so wild. we're just getting tricked. Our we're, brains we're, are so that's squishy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch any of um, Ken Jennings on Jeopardy? I haven't. Doing the guest Did host. Did you get thing? to see it? Well, I don't have cable, so no. I I just saw what they put up online, right? Mm. Which at the beginning of it, he just comes out and he gave a nice little tribute to Alex, and that was that was nice. I'm sure he did a fine job of of um, you know making the uh, or doing the actual hosting and playing the game mm. itself. Um, so here are some other people who are going to be uh, filling in over the next several weeks here uh, as guest hosts. Oh. Katie Couric. Oh. Yeah, you know, she's like, you know, an author, the uh, journalist. Yeah. Um, she's been around for a long time. She is will be the first ever female host of Jeopardy. Love that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, old football player, I think. Oh, okay. Bill Whitaker, um, Mayim Bialik, Blossom. Oh. I think, right? She was on Big Bang Theory, too. Are you talking? Oh, you're talking about like Blossom, like as in the Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> <laughs> Almost never. <laughs> I'm almost never Dang. talking about Powerpuff. No, I'm talking about the actress who played Blossom. Oh, okay. She's yeah. going to also be the host of the, or guest host of the show. Neat. So that'll be neat and everything. <laughs> but then, but you know, look, at this is fun to pay tribute to Alex and to uh, run through some guest hosts and everything. But where, I want to see what who's going to be the real host. Yeah, I didn't realize they were doing guest hosts. Is it that just going to be the way forever? Like no one can really fill the, the shoes of Alex Trebek? Well, no one really can fill the shoes of Alex Trebek, but mm. we've got to start trying to move on with our Jeopardy lives here and settle into who is going to you know, be there at 7 o'clock or 7.30 whenever it's on every night and mm-hmm. read us our trivia questions. Yeah. Who is it going to be? It's an important role for sure. Mm-hmm. Apparently Victoria got blown last night. It sure did. Yeah, big, big, big windstorm. Okay, our favorite story, though, obviously regarding the wind last night, is canoe on a roof. Yeah, canoe on a roof! How good is this? I mean, here in Vancouver Island, we've got goats on the roof. Oh, yeah. They didn't get there by wind. Thank goodness. There could have been some more damage there. I'm actually going to call and <laughs> make sure to make sure about that yeah. they've just been stuck up there for years because of a windstorm <laughs> years ago no and now there's a canoe on the roof uh we had a zoner actually text in uh, spencer saying that was their dad's canoe that popped up on the roof there it went missing someone knocked on their door was like hey i think your canoe is a couple doors down <laughs> Yeah, that was the funny. They looked outside. They were like, oh, oh, doggone it, honey. The canoe got stolen. Oh, well, let's go to sleep. And then, yeah, the next day the neighbor was like, it's on the roof. Found it. The picture is amazing. And here's the best thing about it, too. What's that? Because, oh, I wouldn't want to be here laughing and chuckling like a dumb dope if the canoe was damaged. Oh, yeah. Neither the house nor the canoe had any damage to it. That's great. The canoe, as far as we know, I don't know if it's been tested, but it's still uh, water faring. Okay, good. It's good to know. Oh, wouldn't you love to see the canoe get up there? Oh, yeah. I want to I wanna see if there's any witnesses or if anyone has, you know, their front door cameras, if they're able to capture it going up there. Probably look like a ghost. Yeah. Oh, God. Because, you know, I think the prairies get all the love whenever there's a hurricane or whatever. Mm. It's like, oh, check out this sweet viral video of a, a trampoline Tornado. flying. We want the canoe video. Mm. That's what we need. That's what all of this country. Look, we're struggling right now, okay? Vaccine taking its sweet time to trickle Mm -hmm. out. What the world needs now is a video of a canoe flying up onto a roof. Yeah. After the windstorm last night, a running joke here in the studio is that Jenny had no idea that there was wind last night. The rest of all of Victoria is like, wow, that's the windiest it's been in a long time. Wow, wow, wow. Canoe on a roof. Recycling everywhere. Jenny, what was your reaction? I, I didn't realize that there was wind. I was just watching shows all night, and maybe I just thought the sound was part of the show. But this morning, I woke up and saw my recycling was just everywhere. And I was like, oh, someone went through that, which is okay. But I, I wish they cleaned <laughs> up after themselves. That's all. I just wish that they put everything back where it was. Right. 
not realizing it was a wind. It was so a wind, but That was the wind. <sighs> Oblivious West <laughs> over here. I don't know how I didn't notice it, but... There is a couple of different very spooky mysteries going on in Vancouver Island right now, so it's time for an edition of Vancouver Island True Crime Mystery Corner. I'll take you through a couple of these stories here and, and then share some theories that we have. Okay. Maybe you can help us out, too. You can always text us to right. 250-475-0913. What in the world happened here, okay? That's a tip line. First, four dead animals were found in Thetis Lake in within two weeks. Okay, this is sad. It is kind of sad. This paddler was out there paddling away, saw a deer dead floating in the water. It's kind of unusual. Yeah. A few days later, two more deer and a beaver. What? What's going on? In the same week? The the bodies weren't like damaged, like no one mm. like shot them or killed them or anything and yeah. then just dumped them in the water. Any toxins that would be in the lake wouldn't act on the on them and kill them so quick if they were just drinking the and then fell time. in. What yeah. could be going on here? Now the CRD hasn't answered. They're unsure of what's happening. So I think they're going to be diving deeper into this and investigating, but I'm thinking it could have been just a tragedy. The uh, family of deer and the beaver, who's right. the stepdad, Okay. they went out for a swim and unfortunately drowned. Oh, wow. Okay, I think with all the winds, they got blown into the lake. Oh, that could have happened. I mean, that canoe did end up on the roof. Okay. Mystery number two. The mystery number two is a, is a wild one. In Comox Valley, the RCMP are seeking the public's assistance in tracking down the suspect or suspects who stole multiple gargoyles from Fanny Bay. Hmm. Now, these aren't just little gargoyles. These are gargoyles that are weighing hundreds of pounds and are worth hundreds of dollars. This was a fenced compound as well, so I'm not sure how they were even able to get these hundreds of pounds gargoyles out of this fenced compound. Wow. Okay. Not sure what's happening. What I know about gargoyles is they defend and they fight off evil spirits. So I'm right. wondering if the person who stole them was having some trouble with the Dark Lord, maybe a little evil spirits, and I they see. needed a little assistance. So they were willing to do anything to get their hands on these gargoyles. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, my theory would be that um, Bitcoin cratered out today, lost like 25% oh, yeah, yeah. of its value in like one day. Um, so I think the in the after times when we all are living in like a post-apocalyptic waste time, uh, wasteland, I think that gargoyles, giant statues of gargoyles are going to be the new currency. The price is going to go through the roof and someone has a early beat on that oh. and is just trying to get ahead of the game and stockpile some gargoyles. Dude, I got to get me some gargoyles. Trade you 10 bones for a garg is what you'd say. <laughs> The 2021 NHL season began with a tribute to frontline healthcare workers. A tribute video was shown and players tapped their sticks on the ice in a salute. I love the stick tap on the ice. It's like the laziest thing you can do to like show appreciation. But the sentiment is there. You know it's like heartfelt and genuine, but like it's just like... Like it requires very little movement. Very little movement. It looks so lazy when they're actually it's doing like it. It's like me in the dance club just tapping my toes. Oh, oh yeah. Is that no. a maneuver? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Wow. Nice. It's effective, though. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Lazy so. and effective. This cool, lazy guy. Yeah. Uh, and also nodding my head at the same time. Nice. Kind of. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, happy National Sticker Day, Jenny West. Wow, thank you so much. National Sticker Day. Happy National Sticker Day to everybody. If you yeah. guys own a sticker on your car right now, God bless you for that. Yeah, cool. Thank you for the free advertising. Right yes. before pandemic, we like got a bunch of new, really nice stickers that are like subtle. Yeah, they're like clear, so you're not getting like a huge like square of sticker. Yeah. And you can put it on your windshield and it looks really nice. Looks really nice. It's like a, a white zat. Yeah. It's a zone symbol. Yeah, it's like, good. Like, everybody's got, like, a Sitka sticker, right? Oh, oh buy so a hoodie, cool. get a sticker, right? Yeah, yeah. Buy an iPhone, get an Apple sticker. It's kind of that vibe. Mm -hmm. Very cool. It'll go nicely with the Coexist sticker as well that a lot of people have in Victoria. Do you like the Coexist sticker? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I just see it everywhere. It's everywhere. It's it true. It is everywhere. Yeah. Hey, shout out to if you got a Coexist sticker. That's yeah. got to be one of the all-time greatest hits. Oh, let's, let's talk more about National Sticker Day later. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, sorry our zone sticker got sidelined by pandemic. Hopefully one day we'll get you some new stickers. Yeah, we'll get like a sticker cannon for you.
Everyone will get a sticker. Okay, so I think we got a good power ranking here of uh, stickers that you see on Vancouver Island. Yeah. Um, okay, so my, our power ranking that we tweeted out was, counting down, number seven, something in the shape of a salmon. Yeah. Fish related. Number six, Hot 107. You still see that for some <laughs> yeah. reason. They're everywhere. That radio station went out of business like 20 years ago. You still see it. Yeah. Uh, Patagonia, number five. Number four, Sitka Tree. Number three, Coexist. Number two, Goats on a Roof, Pooping. At Coombs. From Coombs, yeah. yeah. And then number one, obviously the Vancouver Island outline. Everyone's got that. Yeah, that's that's the number one for sure. And we're, that's, we're trying. That's number one sticker and number one tattoo as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it really is. Good call. Um, we're trying at the zone to like be on that list, but I don't know if it's going to happen with our stickers. <laughs> Not yet. Nothing competes with those ones. So um, Here's some ones that uh, uh, I, we missed, though. They're quite mm. good. Uh, Storm Surf Shop sticker. You know, yes. just got to let people know how pitted you get. I went to Tofino one time. Uh, Hawaiian Island or Sea Turtle or Flip Flops because you yeah. took that trip there once to Hawaii. Or you're like, I'm on an island, so these things work well with that. But, right. but yeah, I'm on Island Town, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browning Deer Silhouette. That's more on the couch and valley, this tweeter says. I've never seen that. I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite of all, this is the best. How do we miss it? Slow down. This ain't the mainland. <laughs> what? Uh, of course. Of course. Yeah, Classic. that's got to be on the list. Maybe so even good. number one or two on that list. Yeah. How do we miss it? NHL hockey is back tonight. Welcome back, players. Welcome back, refs. Welcome back, entire pack of gum that the coaches chew. Welcome back, sticks. Welcome back, pucks. Welcome back, big giant tarps that cover all the seats where fans used to sit. Welcome back, ice. Welcome back, penalty box. Welcome back, gritty. You're still freaking us out, dude. Welcome back, goals. Welcome back, assists. Welcome back, American teams traveling across the border. No, 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 no. We're well, not. We're not oh, going to be oh, traveling yeah. across the border. No, right. Okay. All right. Well, um, welcome back, fans. Uh, no, sorry. No. Oh, right. Okay. Welcome back, getting a beer at the game. Oh no, man. Oh, right. No. Okay, um, welcome back, Cheery. No, oh, no, 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 definitely not that. The virus spreads. Okay, uh, welcome, well, welcome, welcome back, back hockey. hockey. He's into things today with a cute little entertainment store here. Tori Spelling, who I'm not super familiar with because I was a little young, I guess, still for 90210, but mm. I know, right, she was Donna on Beverly Hills 90210. Right. Um, but Tori Spelling did a recent interview um, talking all about how she lived in her parents' 56,000-square-foot mansion. Sounds nice. Mm. Complete with doll museum. Oh, now it's a nightmare. Oh, no. That's a... Yeah. Why? You just have a room for that? Just a... Room? Specific room? I guess a museum would have been, like, half the house. <laughs> I'm imagining... Yeah. Like, a muse- if, if they're qualifying it as a museum, it's like, I think, a basement... Yeah. That's full, like a huge, and again, with that many square feet, that's a massive basement with tons of tons of dolls in it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about the sheer size of the, the place, 56,000 square feet. Right. A lot of people here right now are stuck in their 300 square foot apartments. <laughs> yes. Without doll museums. But, yeah, <laughs> doll museums, okay, yeah, that's a little spooky. One time I went to a house and they had a Coca-Cola um, museum in the basement. It's a full museum. <laughs> yeah, of like, imagine all the, you know, because like ev- they've made every product in the world. Right. You know, the little tchotchkes and everything with Coca-Cola, signs and do- various toys and things. Just imagine, right? All the paraphernalia mm-hmm. over the 100-year history of Coca-Cola. Wow. They had a museum of that in their basement. I mean, I still do have this one dream. Huh? I want to get my hands on all of the people from the Wax Museum. Right. And I want to create my own little mini museum in my own house. Just have a room that's just filled with wax people. <laughs> so Creepy. It's, it's not far off from the doll museum. In Muse- fact, maybe even more creepy. Doll museum, I think we can agree, is like if you ever had to go down there in the middle of the night, you'd be terrified. Yeah. Wax museum, uh, models, dolls. That's terrifying to me. What is the best museum you'd like to have in your house <laughs> if you could have anything in the world? I think... Mm-hmm. Exotic peanut butters. Oh, you love peanut butter. Who doesn't love peanut butter? So true. What makes 
some exotic, though. From around the world. Okay. Right? And you'd be able to, like, hey, you like peanut butter? Come and see my peanut butter museum. The only <laughs> downside, of course, is, you know, middle of the night, midnight snack time, you, the temptation to Oof. go down there and crack into one of those unopened, priceless jars of peanut butter would just be so intense. But, yeah, what kind of museum do you want to live in? <laughs> Hey, some great responses coming in here. What kind of museum would you like to live in? My favorite one so far is Pizza Museum. That's not a museum. It's just you live on top of a pizza restaurant. You just order it up for pizza anytime you want. You guys want to go check out my pizza museum? <laughs> Jerry, that's just a Domino's. <laughs> but yes, I do. Yeah, of I course want I do. I want style pizza, please. Yeah. We're talking about, and it doesn't really matter why, what yeah. kind of museum <laughs> would you want to live on top of if you had the opportunity? Money's no issue. Obviously, you've got a lot of square footage. Mm -hmm. And zoners are coming through with some really good ideas. Yeah. Uh, Duncan says my choice for a museum in a basement would be a booze mu museum. So all kinds of exotic gins, whiskeys, yeah, neat bottles from around the world. That would... um. That would be an expensive one. I guess all museums would be an expensive uh, one, but that would be really nice to have, like, some really nice bottles of gin and whiskey I, in the yeah, basement. I honestly think this is the best idea we got because it's – and, like, not for drinking. Like, dr leave drinking out of it. Obviously, yeah. it's a museum. You're not going down there to crack into it and get hammered up all the time. <laughs> it's, but, yeah, I agree. You would have such a varied and wide collection from around the world. Every culture in the world practically mm -hmm. has, like, some kind of alcohol alcohol that they're really proud of so that cool. would be a really cool thing jeff says ferrari museum or a vinyl museum yup okay those are good mm. um a manchester mike says sneakers oh that's another one that's like there's so much variety in such like a relatively tight spectrum yeah it's really cool and there are people who don't like to wear their sneakers they just like to have them and collect them yeah is wild to me yeah <laughs> can't break them all in uh, greg says uh rc car museum love that mm -hmm. would you have drones in there as well and little yeah. helicopters why not a different greg says a star wars museum simpsons museum or skateboard museum cool all cool Catherine says a camera museum lots of different types to collect they get pretty pricey yeah mm -hmm. um colin says lego Obviously, Amanda says video games and consoles. That would be quite sweet. And yeah, yeah you know, the, but the Lego and the video game, you could go down and like play with them once in a mm -hmm. while. Like, you're not gonna break them. Yeah, you'd That's have to have sweet. a huge screen down there, comfy chairs. And this is another one that I absolutely love. Lori says definitely instruments. If I had to pick one, pianos. Mm. Imagine that too, Ooh, strolling stunning. through rows on rows in your giant warehouse or your airplane hangar full of pianos, and you sit down and tinkle away at some. Um, but then she says, if space is an issue, if you don't have an airplane hangar handy, uh, she said maybe cellos. Oh, beautiful. Those are stunning, gorgeous, too. Wow, good ideas, team. Just really quickly before we have a look at the weather, I want to wrap up. We were asking about uh, living on top of a museum or having a museum in your house. And mm -hmm. what would you do? So just a couple of things to wrap up on that. A lot of zoners texted us like, a food museum? Oh, I want to live in a hamburger museum. But would they be like in case? Like, would you put resin on it, you know, oh. so that you couldn't actually, because then, then it would just be a mold museum if you want to yeah. live on that. That's cool too, I guess. A little dangerous. I don't think food, unless they're like preserved foods, like peanut butter or booze or some yeah. of that food, Pickles. consumables is not really a great museum. And everyone also has some great ideas about you because you said you wanted to take all the wax figures from the wax museum in Victoria mm -hmm. and have them in your house? Yeah, just live with those buddies. You know, I could live with whoever I want. Um, and I just am imagining a day where, like, the air conditioning breaks down on a hot <laughs> yeah. day and the wax figures start, let's say, sweating. Oh, no. Oh, no, and then they start to melt. Yeah. And then I've got these weird wax puddles that still have eyeballs that yeah. are just floating in it. You're living in the end scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, it's terrifying. All the bad guys melt. Oh, gosh. I got to make sure I got some good AC in my house. One's owner suggested that you just get a wax figure of me. Oh, and I don't live want in that. House. Can you imagine a worst hell for Jenny? She's like, come to work, spend eight hours near me, and then go home, and I'm just still, still there, there. Just giving her, like, perpetual thumbs up for all eternity. No. No. Why are we creating my nightmares today? Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> 
Consumer Electronics Show is always a big deal every year where they unveil all the like newest gizmos and gadgets. This oh. year, one of the things that people noticed was that a lot of these car manufacturers that are often there showing off, you know, what's in the dash, right? Yeah. What's in the dash? Uh, that the screens in cars made another big leap this year. They got insane graphics. It's like, dude, what are you paying? A, you playing a PS5 in there, dude? Um, the screens are bigger. They've got more intense things. There's more options on them, more things to do. And I just don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really understand that many screens in cars. It, like, reminds me, remember Pimp My Ride? When they were like, yeah. we put screens on everything, a PS5 in the back. And you're like, wow, that's all so useless because it's a car and yeah. you're there to drive it. And then I think I feel like it's the same thing here. It's like, okay, yeah, screens, I guess they're flashy, but do you really need them for a car? No. I say no. I know. Yeah. But. I've got, I don't, I look, I would like to have a smallish screen, mm-hmm. a, you know, screen the size of my phone there. Totally great. Just to, you know, put the music on, set the radio, whatever. But I don't I have no screen in my truck right now. I'm an yeah. older truck. All I got is knobs, dude. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. You can press them and twist them without looking. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be watching the road. What do you have a screen for? I know. I'm, I have a loaner car right now because my car's in the shop, and uh, it's got one of those backup cameras. Yes. And I know that's like old technology at this point, but it's new to me. Yes. And I tried using it. I was like, okay, I'm going to back up just using this screen here. And it just did not go well. I didn't hit anything, but I was like, this is really challenging. So I'm not going to use this ever again because <laughs> I don't need to practice looking at a screen. I do that enough on a daily basis. But you're drives me nuts is I see people and they're just like cruising out of a out of a spot backing right up oh yeah coming straight for me if I didn't you know stop and back up they would have smashed me and and they're not even looking their their neck is not even turned at all because they're just they glance at the screen it's like no the backup camera doesn't show you what's all around you it's for like fine touches do i have an inch do i have one inch left okay i won't hit the car behind me that's good use your body (laughs) swivel around use your neck turn and Uh, look that's what you should be doing so do you think we're gonna get to the point where they're like we don't have windows anymore we have screens (laughs) that have cameras on the other side so you can see through a camera instead of a window i tell you i don't want that my dream car is yeah smaller (laughs) screen You know, if you want to be, like, cool and futuristic, do that thing where you project the, like, odometer and the speedometer and everything like that. And, like, incoming phone call, all that stuff up in the windshield. (laughs) Do that. Like, it looks like Star Trek. That's cool. But bigger and more screens? No. Mike just texted in and said, you two sound like a couple of old (laughs) fuddy-duddies. It's very true. Yes. (laughs) I know a lot of people have been uh, saving money right now during the the pandemic, but uh, some people haven't. I don't know. For me, I haven't noticed a big savings. I'm like, oh, like I'm not going out as much, but where is all this money going and how am I still in this sort of like terrible (laughs) habit? I don't know what's happening. Um, But there is this couple on Pender Island. They both uh, lost their jobs uh, at Poets Cove just because there was no work to be done there at a a beautiful resort on Pender Island. And uh, they decided that they needed to save some money and they decided to just live off the land oh that's reasonable <laughs> that's a reasonable I mean, like, way to save a little money yeah, yeah. Oh, okay that yeah i'd get some chickens you know eat some salad that's grown in your garden mm-hmm. but then you start thinking about meat you start thinking about little things like when you reach for salt to add to your pasta or whatever yes. and those noodles and then you start thinking about all those little pieces that they're not going to the store and buying they're growing or, or finding some way uh to to yeah get it from the land yeah everyone loves this couple so much because they've set this goal for themselves one year of eating only what they can harvest mm-hmm. or grow completely themselves and so obviously this means no processed or packaged foods you can't buy anything no takeout it also means no alcohol coffee that would be the first thing i started doing oh, I'm like yeah. okay well if that's what i've decided to do for myself then i need to learn how to distill a big gin <laughs> distillery or something in my hut as well as i need to start harvesting coffee beans i don't know how to do yeah. that but I'm as long i'm going to start out. doing it so i can have a coffee in the morning yeah it's pretty impressive but they're saying that it's been a full year now that they've been doing this wow. and uh, they feel healthier they've lost a ton of weight That's great. and they really appreciate food and those little things that we take for granted now it's pretty cool and, it, and happening right on pender island it is really wonderful 
uh, every story you see with them, it's always, it always says, like, what they're craving, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, they're eating delicious crab out of the ocean and everything, but wouldn't a Starbucks coffee <laughs> or, like, a pizza go down a treat? Okay, have it. Have mm-hmm. it once in a while. Yeah. Or can I please donate? I would love <laughs> to do that as a stunt. Let's go and deliver them a pizza and a coffee and just be like, you've earned it. This one's on me. This isn't cheating. Just have a treat and then go back to eating kelp that you pulled out of the ocean. Uh, if you want to look at their journey, they have a YouTube channel. It's called Lovin, Lovin, L-O-V-I-N, Off the Land. In the States, they're now using NFL stadiums for vaccine super centers. Uh, welcome, everyone. It's a beautiful day to get a shot in the arm and your life back to normal with increased immunity from the COVID-19 vaccine. That's right, Jim. Our first candidate today is George. He's 87 years old and looking forward to seeing his grandkids again. Looks like he's going for the left arm. A pretty common choice. Oh, looks like he's going for the classic sleeve roll, but uh, oh no. Looks like he's having some trouble there. Oh no, yes. It appears that he wore a short sleeve button down. Looks nice, but with Relatively tight sleeves. Not great for the rolling up. Absolutely not. But George, he is determined, though, and... Oh, what's this? He's just taking his whole shirt off. Wow, gutsy maneuver, but George has clearly been going for socially distanced mall walks. He's in great shape. It looks good. Oh, and in goes the needle. The crowd goes wild. Just fantastic. On the way, a whole department of long-term care workers. Stay with us. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.